is you got to put your big boy pants and your big girl pants on and put your own emotions away and remember, especially when there's the kids involved, that you've got to be the parents of these children um, and think about what is going to be most helpful for them. This week, dealing with an ex can be very tricky, but Dr. Karen Sherman has tons of tips that will help smooth the relationship between you and your ex and your new spouse. Stay tuned. We have a ridiculous limited time wine club special going on right now. Go ahead, open your browser while you're listening to this, visit hitchmag.com and click the wine club link to find out the details. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am once again joined with the original, by the original, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. So Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, she is an author. Uh, she has her own website, drkarensherman.com. She has a new program out to help couples out there called from fight to foreplay.com. And uh, speaking of fights, some have happened with couples, and those couples then sometimes become exes, and dealing with those exes can sometimes be even more difficult uh, once you are remarried. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit today about etiquette with an ex, and so I guess to to put the chips on the table here, um, I am assuming, Karen, that if kids are part of this uh, conversation that kind of changes everything when it comes to how you deal with an ex. Is is that a correct assumption? Well, first I want to compliment you on that segue, Steve. That was just a really nice segue. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, uh, well, sure. I mean, um, you know, there's etiquette with exes because in some cases uh, you are still going to have um, some residual. Uh, interaction with exes, but if there are children involved, there's that likelihood of interaction is much, much higher. And so it's going to get much more complicated. Yes. Okay. And then let's also assume that there was no abuse that has uh, taken in the relationship. And and I I bring this up, uh, well, one, because I think it's an obvious thing to uh, separate from this conversation. And because you know, we're recording this in the middle of September and we are surrounded by uh, story after story of domestic abuse, particularly within the NFL. Uh, so I wanted to, to put that out there that we are not talking about um, abusive relationships. Um, but we're going to assume that the marriage itself um, with the ex just didn't work out for one reason or another. Are there certain boundaries that should be in place once you have divorced and are in a new marriage, Karen? Okay, so are we talking, Steve, about boundaries as far as the marriage or boundaries with the children? I'm talking about, let's say, boundaries with the marriage because the children is that's – a, that's a whole different topic, I think. Okay, so yeah, 
Um, you know, you want to certainly establish that um, when the exes can call each other or, you know, I mean, you know, the first scenario that comes to my mind is let's say that one of them has gotten remarried, as we're talking about, but the other one hasn't. Let's say the guy's gotten remarried and the woman hasn't. Um, the, the woman can't call in the middle of the night and say, oh, you know, uh, uh, the uh, radiator's leaking or the, you know, uh, there's a flood in the house. You know, you have to come over and fix it. Um, because, you know, you're in a new relationship now and that's going to be honored. Um, you know, presuming that there's still some friendliness or there's still some sense of, um, you know, obligation or whatever, um, I can see the new wife getting really upset and saying, look, you know, we are involved now in a relationship. This is our relationship. There have to be some boundaries. It can't be that you just keep being the hero and mm -hmm. go running over there every time, you know, that she calls. So you want to set up boundaries as far as um, what that interaction is going to look like when you're going to call on each other, um, you know, if there are still certain financial things that still have to be worked out, you know, uh, when you talk about it, you want to certainly disclose to your new partners when your meetings are and what they're about, things like that. Uh, you know, you want transparency. Uh, so, you know, it's a little sticky because there was a history with each other, but you want to be transparent with your new partners. Okay. So it's almost like if, uh, Transparency in the, this kind of a scenario kind of is the number one rule, would you say? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, how much does your new spouse, uh, how much input do they get? So uh, if in a, a situation, for example, would is, is they find it uncomfortable, is that all that really matters? Yes. Or, yes? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to continue. <laughs> yeah. well, well, because, you know, this is the new relationship. Mm -hmm. And... Again, I would think, okay, if, if each partner has a new mate, things are going to be pretty balanced because they've separated and each person has a new mate and they should be having their new relationship and it should be fine. But if there is some kind of imbalance, either because one of the divorcees does not have a new mate and so when there's a family function and let's say, and I know, you know, in my husband's family, there was a divorce, but the person who was really not in the blood line was still invited to the events because there was such a history and there was a good feeling about her and everything. Mm. There could have been discomfort for his new wife. And so that counts. It's so, very uncomfortable, but that counts. So I love that. I love that situation you brought up. So if, for example, somebody, let's say, has been married for 10 years and mm -hmm. they were deeply embedded in not just the immediate family, uh, but the uh, overall family activities, mm -hmm. uh, relatives, aunts, uncles, that stuff. And they, there is a friendship that has grown between that extended family. Right. Um, if the new wife or husband feels uncomfortable about that ex jumping into those activities because there there is an intimacy there is a closeness with that extended family that the new person just 
probably can't have because there's not the history there and it makes them uncomfortable. Um, Obviously it's one thing to tell your spouse, Hey, I don't, I I feel uncomfortable with this person here. Uh, But let's say it's another relative that has actually invited them like, Oh yeah, we're having our annual summer barbecue kickoff. Of course, come, come join us. It's no Mm -hmm. different. We're all friends. We're all, Mm -hmm. we're still kind of family. Um, If the new spouse is uncomfortable with that, is it still okay, even though there's other family members to take into consideration to say like, you know what, the new person, just the new, the new spouse is not comfortable with this at all. I don't think you should come. I think it's the duty of the blood relative, the new mate Mm -hmm. to speak to his or her relatives Ah. and say, you know, this is a little bit difficult. Um, My partner's just not feeling comfortable enough yet. Um, you know, I'd rather that you, you know, don't have my ex there. Um, that's not to say in years to come, you know, that as my new mate feels a little bit more comfortable, um, you know, that it can change. But I, I, I think that it's the blood relative, you know, it's like we've had previous episodes. Yeah, blood talks to the blood. That's right. Exactly you know, about married couples, you know, couples getting married and the families coming together for planning the wedding, blood Mm -hmm. talks to blood. Um, On the other hand, I've heard of situations where the the new spouse and the ex-spouse become very friendly and isn't threatened by it. But a lot of it's going to have to do with, as we said in the previous question, are there proper boundaries where you know, the new mate makes the, I'm sorry, the um, divorced mate makes it very clear to the new mate, it's all about you, I love you, we're really just friends, it's very obvious that there's nothing going on, the um, new mate feels very secure, there's no jealousy issues or anything, and, you know, it's, it's just very obvious that you know, the other person just, because I know of situations like that, and it, and it works out, and it's fine. So it's one of those situations, again, where it depends. But if the new mate feels uncomfortable, I think that that has to really weigh in big time. Okay. And so that kind of trumps all. And I, I know there's probably people listening to this saying, like, well, yeah, I could tell my aunt or uncle not to invite my ex, but pff, good luck with that happening. Uh I mean, because this can get really complicated uh, because it's not just dealing with the personality of a person that you've lived with. It's dealing with all your family personalities mm-hmm. and that can be really difficult. So yes, yes. I, I guess I just wanted to, I know there's no quick and simple answer to this, but I just wanted to acknowledge that, <laughs> that yes. I realize it's not just like, well, just tell your aunt and uncle not to invite them and everything will be cheery. Well, uh, easier said than done in a lot of cases. I get that. I have to tell you, I was, I, I personally got into a very bad situation because of that. Um, my brother-in-law, who was not around for a very long time, moved back into the area and said that he did not want his former wife at ho- my holiday dinner. I always made holiday dinners. Mm-hmm. And um, my mother-in-law and father-in-law said, no, we don't want him to be uncomfortable. So I disinvited his former wife, who really was part of the family. Mm -hmm. And basically, um, 
she and I ended up not speaking for years and the rest of the family backed her. And I did not really, I was not really, I was sort of the black sheep of the family for many years because of it. Was uh, it was it that the, the brother-in-law didn't explain the situation to the rest of the family or they didn't care? They just thought it was unfair. The brother-in-law didn't explain the situation. I don't think that my in-laws ever really went and explained it to the rest of the family. And I was really on the outs for many years. It took a very long time to have things work out again. There was a number of different circumstances that make it, made it work out again, but it was terrible. It was really awful. Mm-hmm. See, this is the tough thing because we talk a lot about – like all the advice that we give, uh, you give, is is predicated on people being reasonable, people being for the most part pretty well adjusted and emotionally sound and I realize that there is so much baggage uh, that people carry with them and not everybody's in the same place. And it's easy to throw out this advice that we do on a weekly basis and just say, well, I'll, you know, just explain to this person calmly about to do this thing and do that thing. And, you know, that that should work. But I, I get it that you can do these things and it's still a tough go. That mm-hmm. it's not always just you explain this and then they're going to have this immediate understanding like, oh, that's the situation. Okay, yeah. well, since you put it that way, well, <laughs> I'll just yeah. change everything that I've thought. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm really glad you shared that story, Karen, because I think sometimes people may listen to this podcast and just be like, it's so unrealistic that I would just tell my ex to do this and then they would just fall in line because right. that's not how it goes. Right. Right. But these are the practices uh, that are the steps that people should practice at least. Yeah. And I think that's what's important. Yeah. Um, is it uh, ever appropriate for the new spouse to talk to your ex about certain boundaries? And I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to toss that one out there to get total clarification for the listeners. Again, I'm going to go with that it really should be done through the not through through the new spouse. That in other words you're that the new oh god, I'm not articulating <laughs> that that the exes should be talking to each other. So it should not be that the new spouse is speaking to the ex. Got it. I, right. I I don't think that um the established relationship should right. be the should be the people that right. are having this conversation. Right. Excuse me, I don't know why I'm not articulating, but yes, that's what I mean. It's because we're recording this much earlier than we normally do. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm I'm shocked that I have gotten as far as I have. Um, <laughs> uh, let's say that you have uh, kids and your ex is uh, an irresponsible parent. Um, so what, let's let's get back to the having kids part of it, because yeah. I know that opens up a gigantic can of worms. Uh, so let's say that your new spouse is a great parent, however. Mm-hmm. Since it's really about the kids in this kind of a situation, should your new spouse uh, ever talk to the ex about their parenting? And um, and obviously we'll assume that the ex has some custody in this issue. And let's also throw another wrinkle in this and say that uh, the as we were just discussing that the the established relationship, so the the two exes should be the ones having conversations. But let's say that the new spouse has really taken over the parenting duties of taking the kids to to school or or to their sporting events because the 
the the the old spouses you know grinding away at work or whatever and so the ex is the one that's showing up at the sporting events um and so the new spouse and the ex spouse are the ones that constantly bump into each other would it be appropriate in those kind of scenarios where the new spouse is like hey you know you i i've talked to little johnny and he's telling me after these games you know this is these are the things that are happening and it's really not productive um should that be a conversation that's hap- that happens? How well do you think that's going to go? Go over. <laughs> oh yeah, I I figure. Um, I mean, I guess for the new parent, are they just they're really their only line of defense in in these types of situations? Then is to go to their spouse, the new spouse, going to their well, their other okay. new spouse and saying like, your ex is doing these things. They're and and so then, you know, the 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 two exes talk. And the 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 new spouse's information gets passed along, but then they go to this the the game the next day, and the the ex is doing the same things they've always been doing. Yeah, chances are that that's likely to happen. Again, you're going to try to talk to the um, you know the the one that the. We need to you know what we need to do like spouse A and spouse right, B right. and spouse that's C because X's and non X's and it's getting complicated. <laughs> that's where I get it and getting found up. The the mate of the new mate, okay, or the divorced person. Really, you should you should try to channel it through that person so that that person can talk to their ex. However, and this is a big however. If you can really take the high road as the new spouse and the responsible parent, you can attempt to talk to the irresponsible parent, but you would not put it in, well, little Johnny said that this is not happening or this should be so-and-so, because that is basically putting the person on the defensive and attacking them, and that's not going to go well. But if you could find a way to say, um, I know that you know it is just so tough for you. I'm even amazed that you can manage to get to the games in you know in time to pick Johnny up. Mm-hmm. Um, but he mentioned to me that you know um, uh, he waited around five minutes the other day, and he was so scared. You know, would it be helpful to you um, if we changed the schedule and, and I picked him up um, and we did a swap or something? I wouldn't mind that. In other words, where you come up with an idea that maybe makes things better mm-hmm. and you avoid the bad parenting, but you don't blame it or tell them about it. But that's going to take a lot of um you know, finesse and high road and, um, you know, really knowing how to do people skills. Uh, So in that kind of a scenario, you're really providing a solution rather than attacking the problem. Oh, you're, 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 as you just said, you're navigating through the problem with the solution without even trying to, I mean, because a lot of times when people, um, try to explain someone's shortcomings. What they're really trying to do is changing their behavior. Um, but this is, 
and, and when I say changing their behavior, you're kind of trying to get the person to reflect on what they're doing. But this is bypassing that completely and going straight to, okay, what's best for the kid? Here's a solution that works best for this parenting That's scenario. Right. And it. this is how we can execute it. Yeah. You don't want to be attacking the parent because yeah. that's just going to go south real fast. Um, so instead, you know, you're, you're validating them. I know this is so hard for you. Is there some way I can help? You know, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, you're doing it, as you said, all in the name of, you know, trying to do better things for the kid. Mm-hmm. Um. This is I know I I want to thank all of our listeners who have stuck with the X and this and the new spouse and the blah blah blah. I promise the next time we talk about X's, we will come up with a better system to engage in this, uh, so <laughs> that it's easier to follow along with. I, I feel like I should post a diagram uh, <laughs> with. Oh, I apologize about the noise in the background. I feel like I should post a diagram of what's going on here. Um, so before we wrap this up, Karen, is there are are there any other tips? Um, that you have in, in terms of etiquette and dealing with an ex? The, um, well, just know that it's, it's a, it's a difficult, you know, road to navigate many times. Um, and what you really have to do, and I love this expression that when people use it is you got to put your big boy pants and your big girl pants on and put your own emotions away and remember, especially when there's the kids involved, that you've got to be the parents of these children um, and think about what is going to be most helpful for them, especially because if you're in a divorce situation, um, that's a hard enough situation. But if you can provide an amicable divorce, um, that will make uh, whatever uh, rough spots there are far less rough. So try to deal with each other uh, graciously. Um, Try to, as the new spouse, um, understand that this is a complicated situation and deal with it as smoothly as possible. Um, There's, you know, a lot of emotionality involved and try to put those emotions as minimal as possible, including your own especially for the sake of the children. Mm -hmm. It's funny when talking about divorce because it is such a unique uh, relationship that we have in our society and that we're saying basically, particularly when kids are involved and you have to stay in touch, that, you know, here are two people who couldn't make, like they couldn't work together. They couldn't uh, and, and a lot of times it's the communication that broke down or the understanding of one another or whatever it may be. And then we're saying like, okay, now that we know that this is has been a um, incompatible, let's just say, relationship, now work together again yeah. uh, on this touchy subject of parenting and all these other things where there's a lot of emotion and stuff involved. It's just a very difficult dynamic to navigate through. And, uh, I just, I find it, I find it interesting and fascinating and, uh, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to shed a little bit of light on about best practices, I guess would be the best way to call them, uh, in some of these scenarios that we discussed today. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good spot to stop here. So 
thank you so much, Karen. Uh, we 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 got through this one with some unclear definitions about exes and and new spouses and spouses of exes and different things. So uh, thank you for sticking with it. I know this was a tough one. <laughs> Okay. Um, That is going to do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening. As I mentioned at the top, you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. You can find information on Karen at her website, drkarensherman.com. She is the author of several best-selling books, Mindfulness in the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. She has a new program out, as I mentioned, From Fight to Foreplay, and you can get information about that at the website from fighttoforeplay.com. And Karen also has her own podcast on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Your Empowered Relationships. And, uh, of course, you can find all of this information on our website, hitchedmag.com, including past articles from Karen, all the past podcasts that we have done. Um, And uh, if you have any questions, if you uh, have a comment, we love hearing from you. And you can get in touch through our website. The email addresses are there. Uh, There's an email on the podcast page. And you can also connect with us on the social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, Google+, Instagram. We are on all of them. And uh, if you like what you have heard today, if you found it helpful, uh, you can say thank you by giving us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher, which are the two big um, podcasting platforms, which I'm sure you're familiar with because that's probably how you're listening to us now. So uh, if you do that, that's always greatly appreciated. It's a nice little tip of the hat from you that we... uh, really really sticks with us so we appreciate that uh but until then that is going to do it so thank you one last time karen my pleasure steve like always and uh until next time take care everybody Ooh.